music, art, and lifestyle. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, Jackson Berkey is a renowned Nebraska composer and has been keyboardist with Mannheim Steamroller for 38 years. Anne Madison has her artist diploma from the Vienna Conservatory. And they are joining conductor Dr. Kenneth Mites for the world premiere of the Piano Concerto by Jackson Berkey. Now, they're both here to give you a little bit of a peek into what you can expect from the concert and also the concerto. Welcome, welcome to the show, Ann and Jackson. Welcome to the show, Jackson and Ann. Thank you Thanks. very much. How'd you do that without any pitch reference? <laughs> We've been singing together a long time. You know, you know where you're going to start and where you're going to end. Yeah, that's right. That's the most important thing. <laughs> and leave it to you to notice that. <laughs> no pitch reference. Wonderful. This, is, this is something old, something new. Now, the something new is this piano concerto, Jackson, that you composed. So, speaking of piano concertos, where do you begin? Well, first, I will tell you that I'm not something old in this program. <laughs> I think we should point that out to start with. I, it's hard to answer where do you start something like that. Generally, something starts with some kind of inspiration. And Is it in, a musical inspiration, or can it be nature or a conversation for you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. Okay. It can also be inspired by something else that I've written, which is partially what uh, happened with the Piano Concerto. It could be inspired by a series of conversations or a performance that I heard five years ago okay. when I heard Anne play with Orchestra Omaha when she played uh, Rock 2. Great. Pianists, they have nicknames for the Rachmaninoff Piano Concertos. So okay. Rock 1, 2, 3, and... And love four, that. which doesn't very often get played. I like uh-huh. calling it rock. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> now, how long did it take you to write this concerto? About a year total. Okay. But as soon as I um, undertook the project, I finished, oddly, the second and third movements of it uh, before I wrote the first. Okay. And uh, when I started the concerto, I thought what I was doing was writing just the second movement. But the piece on which the concerto is loosely based, the second and third movements, uh, has an allegro section after a very beautiful andante, very moving andante section. As I started writing, some of the elements that were somewhat small, not unimportant, but structurally just in one place in the solo piano work that I was using kind of as a basis... Some of those secondary elements lended themselves to exploration orchestrally. And so the solo piano work on which the second and third movements are based lasts about six minutes, and the two movements in the concerto run between 16 and 17 minutes or more. So now these notes are, you know, the series here. It's all notes. There's (laughs) thousands of notes. No, but certain ones spoke to you and needed to be explored more, basically. Well, that's always the case. Okay. So how do you um, decide which ones to go with and which ones? Well, I had no idea when I started that it was going to take place like it did. Almost immediately on starting, um, I altered the harmonic progression of the piece so that it's kind of recognizable, but 
probably only, and Anne, you'd agree with this, you'd only recognize the two are connected if you absolutely compared them. Okay. Thematically, there's no question that they're closely related, but from a development standpoint, they're completely different. And then how do you know when you're done? That's the hard part. How do you know when to quit? Yeah. Actually, even harder than that is how do you know what to keep and what to throw away? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So is that just a process of experience that you know, okay, this is probably where I should let this go? Or is each piece you've written its own thing? Um, Each piece really is its own thing. And the decision to keep something or reject it or to keep it for something else, because Uh sometimes you've written something that you know you want to keep, but it really doesn't go with what you're currently writing. So that happens all the time. Okay. And then, Anne, how long did it take for you to learn this piece? Well, I think I got the music in June, maybe, for the first couple movements. For the second and third movements, yes. I I presented it, actually presented it to her along with a sequence of the piano and orchestra so she could hear it. And I didn't say anything to you about it. I just played it for you. Yes. I was really excited. There were just glorious moments and... I would describe it as full of light. It's perfect for this time of year. Mm -hmm. So I've been working on it ever since. Composer Jackson Berkey and pianist Ann Madison here on the Mulberry Lane Show talking about the world premiere of the Piano Concerto, composed by Jackson and to be performed by Ann at 3 p.m. April 12th at St. Paul's United Methodist Church in Papillion. Now, how do you approach learning it and working on it? Ann. Well, with every piece, it's a little bit different. Sometimes it depends on where the performance state is, and sometimes it depends on what the unique challenges of a particular piece are. With this piece, I made a mistake. I I decided I would try to memorize it before I really learned the notes fluidly. Okay. I'm not going to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Once I gave up on that idea, then it really started to come alive. Okay. Once I, you know, got it up to tempo and could start working on interpretation, uh-huh. and some of the memory work flows from that. So things went much better at that point. I think it's a combination of working on the tempo, you know, the physical fluidity with what's there, but also the sound, experimenting with all the different sounds that you can make with a particular passage and choosing between them and in this case, the very special aspect of getting to talk to Jackson about it, because a lot of the music that you play, you can't do that. Right. And so, you know, getting to hear his ideas, and then there's that sort of unique dance of how do I combine his ideas with playing with my own conviction as a performer? Right. right. And how can I integrate those together? Right. And so when you came to those crossroads, how did you decide when to ask Jackson and when to just go with what you thought? Well, you know, it's still back and forth. I think probably the funniest moment is that there's one passage I asked him two or three times for more notes. I was just sure it needed more notes. And he was just sure it didn't need more notes there. And I think I had already made that decision. (laughs) But after playing it a while and it's, you know, starting to get a little more seasoned, then I like the way that it is. So, yes. I just wanted to add one aspect that I think needs to be brought into focus. And that is when you're dealing with a concerto, not only is Anne having to examine and learn the piano part, which is very complex and goes almost from beginning to end without break. There are two specific areas where I've written just for the orchestra. 
But everything that the orchestra does is part of what she has to take in. She has to know everything they're doing as well as, well as what she's playing because all of it's very, very closely mm-hmm. related. Mm-hmm. Many times uh, what she's playing will be doubled by something in the orchestra. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's important that she knows that because when she's playing, she's not in a world of piano and not hearing anything else. Right. She has to know when she's doubling and does it match somebody who's right. 15 or 20 feet away hitting a glockenspiel or right. something along that line. The give line. and take of all of that. All of that, yeah. Now, I can imagine that this is much like a choreographer doing a dance and a dancer interpreting it. So now when Anne is interpreting your composition, what goes through your mind as she's playing? Well, first I would have to say that what brings me the greatest joy with a piece of music I've written is hearing someone else bring it to life. Okay. Some of the most wonderful moments for me have been when someone else has played my music. I haven't spoken with Anne about it, but that actually happened yesterday when yesterday she came to the house and we worked for two, two and a half hours together and it was the first time I heard her really play the concerto through and the first time I heard her play the cadenza which is, um, I think she'd agree, it's a pretty extended cadenza it's uh, close to six minutes in length and it's a real focus point in the concerto in the third movement so Pretty much all of the material that you've heard in the concerto up to that point is suddenly brought to life in that period of time. You know, I can't speak exactly to to dance because I don't know how choreography is notated. But music is a combination of absolutes and a tremendous amount of poetic license. And the absolutes are notes and rhythms. The license is everything else that's on the page. And so the key for me as a composer is to have enough information that I can give a performer direction and send them into some world, but always with a degree of control because the license in music is very, very specific. And it's that level of specificity and freedom that you grant to a player that lets them say, okay, I can do my own thing here. There is that bit of freedom. Yeah, yeah, she can tell you more about that than I can because Mm -hmm. in reality, if I've done my job right, she will do things uh, much better and in a much different realm than I will, mostly due to her state of preparation because she's been playing the piece as long as I spent writing it. You're getting a small peek into the mind of composer Jackson Berkey and the unique relationship between piano concerto composer and pianist. Now you're going to hear more from pianist Ann Madison and composer Jackson Berkey after this break. This is the kind of thing you'll only hear on the Mulberry Lane Show. <laughs> 